Hello, you mindful mamas, and welcome back to the Enlightened Podcast. I'm your host, Lena Lemos, and I have two anecdotal things that I would like to share with you before this podcast episode. Number one is that I realize when I record these intros that I talk so fast and it's so different from the me who's doing these interviews because I feel like that me likes to sit back and talk slower and listen. But then I get here and I record the intro and I start talking so fast. And a lot of the times I will admit I do it in the morning right after I had my coffee. So that may be a contributing factor. But right now it's 10 o'clock at night. I would like to go to bed, but I just feel so energized by podcasting and sharing these stories with you that I just think it's so funny that the dichotomy between intro me and then interview me. And I think I'm showing up more and more as myself in these interviews and have a laid back personality. I think the real me kind of is much more energetic like this. And I think showing up in this way will continue to be how I'm going to step into my truth and speak my truth. Okay. And number two, I realized that because this podcast is continuing to grow, that I should probably have a tagline when I introduce this podcast for the new listeners who may have no idea what the foundation of this. So I was thinking something like this. Welcome to the Enlightenedhood Podcast, where we share real motherhood stories and nerd out on all things mindset and spirituality. What do you think? Today, I am chatting with the positively infectious Janelle Glenn of the Vegan Yoga Mom podcast. Janelle and I talked about sexualizing yoga and how Instagram has completely changed yoga and what it means for us thought leaders to show up responsibly on social media. And then Janelle and I kind of got into what it means to show up authentically and live as your best self. And Janelle and I had very similar experiences in our early 20s where we didn't put down any roots anywhere and that led to a lot of insecurities. But then motherhood was this transformative experience that really let us step into our truth and live unapologetically as us. And I don't even know if you'll be able to listen to this podcast without smiling because Janelle's energy is just so wonderful. And I had such a fun time listening back to this podcast because she is just such an amazing soul and such a wonderful person to have a conversation with. If you would like the more succinct version of this conversation, Janelle actually edited it down for episode four of her own podcast. So be sure to check that out and share some love. If not, here's the full version. And here is Janelle. So I'm a yoga teacher, Obvi. So how does you don't do you do yoga? I do. You do like, are you like, do you consider yourself a yogi? Like, are you like a diehard or do you do it okay, every now I, again? I want to consider myself a yogi. I, <laughs> I, I really want to. And, you know, I've had, I've been in and out of a consistent practice. I was really determined when I was pregnant that I was going to do yoga every single day of my pregnancy. And then of course that didn't happen. That is, like, <laughs> that is really reaching. Yeah, it really was. And, you know, my balance was pretty good throughout my pregnancy and I just started easing back into the practice and my balance is terrible. I was in tree pose and I could barely stand on one foot. You mean postpartum oh yeah yeah that makes sense I mean you're like off kilter after carrying a human for nine months yeah that makes perfect so, sense so my daughter was actually stuck in my pelvis so the left side of yeah of my pelvic bone is still just kind of a little wonky 10 weeks later wait but anyway, are you brand new do you just oh yeah yeah she's 10 weeks old oh my god wow oh yeah congratulations oh my god Thank you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. There's so I just my friend just had a baby too, and I just saw a picture on Instagram, and it's so tiny. Yeah, I forgot they're that tiny because my daughter is like, she's like almost up to my like boobs, and she's two. Wow. Yeah. Yes. So she has a lot of hair, and I've I don't my parents described it yesterday as a very developed face, <laughs> but so she I don't know what they meant by that, but apparently she looks a lot older than she is, but she's only two and a half months. Oh my gosh, she's elegant. Yeah. She's timeless. Yes. yes. Wow, that's crazy. Wait, what's your daughter's name? Luna. Luna, and you're Lena. Yeah. That's so sweet. Yeah. I've actually enjoyed searching for your emails because I really like your name, and I don't know anybody with that name. It's illiterate, right? Not illiterate. Alliteration is <laughs> illiterate. I'm. It's early. <laughs> it 
It, what time is it? it is 11. It? Okay, that's not early. <laughs> but my husband was out at a poker game last night, so I was up, you know, working, and then I didn't go to bed till 1, and then my daughter was up at 4. Oh, yeah, you're a new she, mom. Duh. Yeah. You're tired. So. You have every reason to be tired. <laughs> it's early at all hours of the it day. It is. Yeah, my kids slept like 12 hours last night. It gets better. Yeah. Actually, you have so much to look forward to. Oh, I'm so excited for you. Oh, my God. I didn't realize you were a new mom. That's so cool. Yeah. Yikes. So anyway, back to your question. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Easing back into the yoga practice, I've really started doing it every day and really getting my balance back and really just feeling through my body because, as you know, postpartum, you just feel so disconnected to your body that it's just yeah, it's really like not yours for a long time. Yeah. So it's been quite the journey, really just moving slow and getting there and getting my wrists back into motion but that you know what it'll can the thing about yoga that people often miss is consistency mm -hmm. so you know you don't have to be doing the physical practice of yoga to be doing yoga that's mm -hmm. just one tiny tiny part which people don't realize um so just like mindful living in general you know yeah. being mindful of your breath like are you nursing no Okay, so but you do feed your baby with a bottle. She's being yep. bottle fed. Yeah. So whenever you're taking that time, meditate. Yep. That's and all you're doing when you're meditating, it's like people are like, "What do I do? Am I thinking about not thinking?" You're just aware that you're aware. So mm -hmm. all you got to do is just be like, inhale, exhale, and yeah. just keep doing that. And then whenever you notice that you've gone off on a little train of thought, a little inner monologue. You're like, oh, wait, I'm not just, I'm not inhale, exhale. I'm like at the grocery store. Yep. So then just that check, that's, that's active meditation. And then you bring it back yep. and you get your, your mind gets stronger the more you do that. So, um, I recommend bringing that into your life and don't hold yourself. Like, don't, don't feel like, oh, I'm not a yogi. I want to be, consider myself a yogi and have this brand name, but I'm not because I'm a brand new mom and my wrists yeah. hurt and I'm like wobbly. <laughs> like, girl, there's so many ways that you can do yoga. Oh, yeah. like this podcast right now that you have in Lightenhood, that, that is active yoga in my opinion, because you're, you're, you're directing your energy intentionally. Yep. So cut yourself a break. You're doing yeah. great. I do meditate every day. So that has you helped do? a lot. Yeah. Dude, you are, you're a yogi. Yeah. Don't, okay. You don't have to question it. You're a yogi. Most, he, most Americans do not meditate, even if they have the most bitch in handstand you've ever seen. They probably don't meditate. So you're a yogi for sure. That's on my bucket list. Handstand. Do handstand? Yeah. You and me both, sister. <laughs> I, I teach handstand workshops, but I have like lost that handstand after having my baby. Like you're, you have a totally different body after it mm -hmm. sucks. So, okay. So what I wanted to talk about is I guess the way that whenever you see a yoga picture on mm -hmm. the gram, mm -hmm. yeah, and it's like they're in booty shorts or whatever, they're doing like some cool scorpion pose above a waterfall. Yes. How do you feel immediately? How do you feel? Oh, uh, jealous. Uh, jealous? Yeah. Oh, no. But also okay. just really motivated that I need to be that. And then I also just tell my husband that we just need to be acro yoga, an acro yoga couple. Yeah. And, and just fine. be That's doing these. Is he, is he into that? How does he feel about that? <laughs> he, he, he likes the idea of it. But again, the consistency with actually getting there or showing up is not going to ever happen. I don't think for him. For me, I can maybe I'll find a different acro yoga partner. But mm -hmm. I know, right? Um, well, okay, you're a new mom, girl. And he's a new dad. Like this is like weird times. I know. So don't put don't acro yoga. That's a big endeavor. <laughs> just just bringing a human into your life. But um, it, you can, it can be fun. Like there's like some really easy ones you guys can just like lay around and like just be silly, you know, and um, just like YouTube it or whatever. But I, I can't believe that that it affects you that that strongly. I guess I didn't really Instagram wasn't it was barely a thing when I first started doing yoga. Yeah, that was one thing I was thinking about before this is I was just wondering how Instagram has almost just completely blew up yoga. Mm -hmm. Because I know. totally you're totally right. So okay, so I started I did my first teacher training in 2013. At the at February is when I graduated 2013. So the beginning. Um, and I had just started an Instagram and it was like me doing headstand and thinking I was cool. And, but I mean, headstand's really not that hard. Um, it's, it sounds fancy, but it's really not. Um, so I didn't, I'm, I'm lucky. It's like, I didn't go to high school with Instagram. That sounds like right. a nightmare. Okay. Yeah, can you imagine? Same. So, um, how old are you? 
29. 29. Okay. I'm 27. Um, so yeah, I didn't really have like the influence of like what my yoga practice was supposed to be or supposed to look like because I didn't have Instagram. Yeah. So here's the thing in yoga, there's this thing that we call brahmacharya, um, which it can be translated as like chastity or just basically like not slurring around. But really what it's about is preserving your sexual energy and putting that energy into your yoga practice. Like yoga runs really, really deep. It's not just doing scorpion handstand on a waterfall. It, it really runs really, really deep. And like it's it like is a part, like attached to your soul in so many ways when you really, really commit and give yourself over to the practice. So mm-hmm. it's, it's so funny that we're talking about this. I'm so glad we're talking about this because as a yogi, as a yoga teacher, to see someone being hot and sexy doing yoga poses, on the one hand, it can be upsetting because mm-hmm. it's like it's diluting the practice and maybe scaring people away from doing the practice because they don't feel like they'll ever be able to do what they see and they think that that's yoga and that's it. Right. But also, like, I'm not trying to slut shame. Yeah. You know? So, like, the takeaway is that one one woman's beauty or like success or endeavors or style or talent doesn't take away from your own. Yeah. So it's okay to see those kinds of things. And I'm going to take a note from BKS Iyengar here. He wrote a, a really popular book called Light on Yoga, and he's credited with bringing yoga to the West, to the States. And um, he invented like yoga props like the block and stuff. And the reason mm-hmm. that he he did that is because it made yoga more accessible to more people. Yeah. And I, I think that now more people are doing yoga than ever. And it's because of Instagram. Yeah, you know, I agree. It may scare off someone who um, just doesn't vibe with that whole put yourself out there uh, style. Mm-hmm. But it also might take someone who's young and impressionable in their 20s and is really feeling themselves and it brings them to the, to the studio. Yeah. And like, while it might be a surface practice at first, it becomes internal over time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I also think just so many aspects of yoga that we don't understand the depths, like you said, of it. Some like namaste or just yoga pants, you know, all of this has become part of pop culture where we're not really <laughs> understanding the roots of it. And we're just using them as these social colloquialisms that we're not really connecting ourselves to the practice, but we can kind of be fake yogis, you know? Oh yeah. Well, I think that there's a lot of fake everything with Instagram. I mean, Instagram, that's not real life. Yeah. That's it's, I've done a lot of research on like marketing and using social media platforms and stuff like that over the years. Um, and I'm sure you have too. Mm -hmm. And what I've come to realize is that what you see on someone's Instagram is a story that you've created. Like, mm-hmm. yes, they have a story there. They're telling a story if they're, you know, if they're marketing appropriately, making this kind of collage. Mm-hmm. Um, but the perception as you're receiving it through your little screen, uh, you're, you have developed a story for this person, even though you're seeing 15% of their life. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, that's not them. That's just the story that you created about them. So right. this, act, this topic actually came up, well, sexualizing yoga came up in my advanced teacher training, my 500 hour teacher training. And um, what they were saying is there are, there are women out there who are being sexy, I guess, sexualizing yoga um, and just like basically they're models. Mm-hmm. They're models that do yoga and are, you know, quite gymnastically yeah. talented. Um, but there are women out there also and men too that are um, really, really really putting their energy in the right place. So mm-hmm. while maybe they live like in Hawaii, you know, and yeah. they're in a bikini every day. Yeah. And, but they are living mindfully. They're living sustainably. They're trying mm-hmm. to encourage others and live with yeah. vulnerability and, you know, and, yeah. and be a yogi, be, with, yeah. be true to yoga. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think it really just comes down to like slut shaming. Yeah. Like, yes, it, yes, it's diluting the practice. And it, it's, it's sending out mixed signals to a lot of people um, who are not yet involved in yoga and it might scare them away. But I also think that whenever I see it, I think that it's just it's it's more about the person that's receiving the message, not the person putting the message out there. You know, mm-hmm. like perception is reality. Like, let's not slut shame. Let's just lift each other up. Like if she's hot and killing it. Cool. Yeah. 
Yeah. I also think it's just so easy to, you know, Instagram, it is so easy to just fake reality because you may not be a true yogi, but you can hold a handstand for three seconds while someone snaps a picture and then you can kind of live not truthfully as a yogi, but you can portray yourself as one on Instagram. That's on the, that's on the person posting the picture. Yeah. So, so it, it, it actually is upsetting to me to see someone who has a really cool podcast. You, you know, you really have the intention. You're really, you know, putting, you're showing up, you're yeah. showing up, um, to see someone who's a new mom, who's vulnerable in that way, but who loves yoga to be scared off or envious of like someone with a six pack. Yeah. I mean, doing handstands, the super tan. Um, yeah. That, yeah, I find that's upsetting. Oh, it is extremely intimidating. But I think one thing that's definitely helped me is as I continue to per se step out of the spiritual closet and connect the spirituality with the yoga, I think that has really helped me at least step away from being like, oh, I have to do a pose like that. And then when I continue my yoga practice, I will look like that. And when I'm on the beach and in a bikini, that is going to be my yoga practice someday and really you're connecting right. the deep roots of it really helps me step away from comparing myself to others. You're totally right. And you know, now that I think about it, I've, I've been there because I mean, I do have an Instagram now and I'm like a real person. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I totally it's relate hard. to that. Do you think that it, a little bit of it bothers you and anyone else who just doesn't understand or feels bad that people are perceiving yoga as a certain way just because you understand the true benefits of it and you don't want it to be consumed a certain way because you wish that more people were consuming yoga and practicing yoga kind of the way that we started this podcast, just saying that when you're mindfully and you're showing up and you're breathing, that that is really just the beginning foundations of yoga. I think it's a shame. I think yeah. it's, yeah, I mean, but just like with anything, there's always going to be fakers out there. There's always going to yeah. be people who suck at whatever it is um, in any way, in any way, and on for any topic. So I really, I really, I used to be in the headspace of I was kind of jealous. Well, not jealous, but um, inspired, but also like it hurt me a little bit too. Yeah. Um, and with that, you just got to do, do like a social media detox. Like mm -hmm. every month I go through my, the people I follow and I unfollow like hundreds of people, people do that just don't lift me up. Yeah. So, yep. and but when I was younger, I started doing yoga when I was 20, barely 23, no, barely 22. So I didn't know that. I mean, I yeah. was not like taking, doing, taking self-care to that level. I didn't even know what self-care was. So yeah. So I think it's a shame for the people that are doing that more than any, it has to be for the people yeah. receiving it. Because yeah. I think the people who are receiving it, they have good intentions, but the people who are putting it out there and just trying to like be popular, I mean, yeah. that's lame, obviously, but there, for every person that's out there doing that, there's someone out there who has, can have a very similar picture, but as a kick-ass human being. Yes. You know, so I think it's up to the person who's consuming it to show up for their own life and for their own feed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, and, and take that responsibility. But you know, it's not, not everyone has people in their lives that can help them to arrive to that state of mind. You know, yeah, it takes years. It really does. But that's why we have a great community. And mm -hmm. that's why you started an enlightenment, right? Yes, exactly. Totally. Because once I start, I mean, it's of course been such a long journey, but once I started realizing that I just have, don't have any time for things that don't make me feel good or that aren't benefiting me with true deep rooted value that I just had to step away from them. Like you said, just unfollow, mm -hmm. unfollow it all. And it's had a tremendous effect. Yeah. Yeah. For me too. I, I feel like I, I am older now. I have a two-year-old. I feel like I've been a mom for like a million years. <laughs> Seriously. Um, which I, I mean, two years ago, I would have been like, I'm batshit. <laughs> I'm humongous. I have, yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. There's poop on me. Um, <laughs> but now I feel like I'm like a grown woman, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I feel lucky. It's yeah. Like, oh my God. Like I would never go back to like high school for a million dollars. Oh no, me neither. Oh, I hate high school so much. Um, and I think it, it extends past, past yoga, past sexualizing yoga, all of that, whatever. I think, um, 
I think for the person receiving, the person consuming, it's like, are you, are you trying to dim your light? Are you trying to shrink yourself by your environment? Is mm-hmm. it conducive? Is it lifting you up? Is it uplifting? I had this job one time that made me cry every day. And my mentor in yoga was like, is it uplifting? And I was like, no, I hate it. But it was like a really good job. And I quit. I quit after a year and a half. I quit after she said that. And I think that we just have to show up for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's so hard. I think we're, as a society, starting to be more enlightened. But it's so hard to step away from everything that's been ingrained in us from such a young age that you have to have a nine to five and you have to live your life this way. And this is the way that it's always been done. And almost the guilt that we feel just because it's been so deep rooted in us. Fuck that. Yeah. Fuck that noise. Yeah. But how good it feels when you just step out and you're just like, hello, world. Like, who are the people that were that are telling us that were telling us growing up that we had to be a certain way? We had to go to college. We had to do nine to five. Fucking baby boomers. Yeah. Okay. They're they're living in a totally different reality than Mm -hmm. our millennial reality. Give me a break. Yeah. So, I mean, oh my gosh, like just from the economy and to culture and social media, like freaking president as a clown. I mean, this is a different (laughs) world we're living in. So they just, they don't really, yeah, they don't really get to, they don't have a say. So for me, I ended up going to college and, um, I just, now I'm not going to put my, force my kid to go straight to college because who knows what's going to happen with college. I actually just saw a statistic yesterday and it was like college attendance is down like 7%. Oh, really? For like the third year in a row or something, um, which isn't surprising. No. I mean, um, but I think it's kind of crazy to tell an 18-year-old dumbass kid who has not experienced the world outside of high school to make a decision for the rest of their their lives Mm -hmm. and invest $50,000 plus. Like, that's nuts, especially when you can't even get a job with a degree anymore. Yep. So I went to school for public relations and journalism and obviously oh, hey. ended up paying off. Is that what you went to school for? Uh, yeah. Well, I have my master's in public relations. Then my undergrad is in television, radio, and screenwriting. Oh, hell yeah. That sounds so fancy fun. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're, a, you're a cool character. You're interesting. Um, <laughs> so I was thinking like, okay, what the hell am I going to do with this? Yep. And, um, but now I ended up starting a podcast I never could have imagined. I worked in radio a while back, several years ago. And my boss always told me that I was too, I was talking too much. He was like, I was like, it's radio. What the fuck are you talking about? Um, (laughs) But I did the weekend show and then eventually the night show and it's morning shows that are really chatty. Yeah. And I was too chatty. And, um, and I don't know, he just made me feel like so bad about myself, but now I have my own podcast so he can suck it. Um, (laughs) I mean, I, my secret, secret dream as a kid was always to be a talk show host was have my own talk show. But I thought like, okay, I'm not Oprah. I'm not Ellen. I don't have a platform. I'm not a celebrity mm-hmm. before launching a, a talk mm-hmm. show. Like no one would show up. I wouldn't get right. that contract. So luckily we live in 2019 and I can start my own podcast. Yeah. Um, but I make, I, right after college, I married my high school sweetheart. We've been together for 13 years. Wow. Lost our virginity to each other. Like totally a cliche. So, um, yeah, so my man, um, we, we got married right after I graduated, like a month after, and then he bounced me all around the States for the next seven years. And I could never really lock down a job because I always had one foot out the door. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was really stressful and I had always had to leave friends. I felt like I couldn't get involved in community, but now we're in Colorado when we're buying a house. And so I've lived a kind of weird life because I didn't stay in my small town of 25,000 people. I didn't go to school to be a nurse and then, you know, get a job and do the night shift and like put the work in. I didn't uh, go and work in a cubicle. Well, actually I have worked mm-hmm. in a cubicle and that'll suck your life right out of you. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but I've had kind of a weird life and it, and it wasn't planned. Um, and I can tell you that if I hadn't done that, if I hadn't met all these cool people, I mean, first of all, I wouldn't have found yoga. We hadn't moved. I, I just wouldn't have found myself. And, and I, so I feel like I, I feel lucky. So here's a Here's a question for you because I feel that we've had very similar journeys in the sense of what you just said. Oh, yeah? And for the longest time, I always just felt like 
because I was always just changing what I was doing. I went to three colleges in four years. Stop. Yeah. Um, that I was always just kind of mediocre at everything. You know, I would put a little energy here, a little energy there while all my peers were just focusing solely on one thing and becoming an expert in that and getting a job in that and having this one track life where mine was kind of like bing, 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 bing. So did that, was that a place of insecurity for you at all before you kind of stepped into your truth? Yeah. I'm so glad, but I've never, I didn't know actually know how to put that into words until you just said it. Say it again. Say it again. Oh, I don't even know if I can really say it. Like, <laughs> I need to hear it again. I need it to tattoo on my heart. Um, yeah, totally. Um, I, I've just always been a girl of many passions. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. So uh, that's where it comes back to like shrinking yourself. Mm-hmm. and like dimming your light because I'm from a small town yep, and to be a woman with a huge personality and something to say and to find the most comfort when speaking publicly was not something that was nurtured at all. I felt like a weirdo. I mean, if you yes. were gay in my hometown, you were weird. Yeah. Um, and it's just sad. It's sad. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think, I think now social media has has changed that because it's connected mm-hmm. to other people. So I think high school is a different experience now. I think it's like yeah. way more like awoke. But um, yeah, I did feel like that. And I was like, okay, well, I'm just a freaking spaz. <laughs> How many people did you graduate high school with? 900. 900? Yeah. In the whole, whole district? No. Or that, in your grade? My, the graduating class, my senior class. Was 900 people? Yeah. I mean, that was a big school. We were like a 5k school. Are you, is that a lot or a little? That's a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. I think it's a lot, but high school was like a big deal. It was like the whole town circled around the high school Mm -hmm. in football. Do you want to know how many people I graduated high school with? Oh my God. 300? 99. Shut up. That's a thing? What? It would have been 100 except one girl failed. So she did it. What? Yeah. Oh Not, my god, that's so that, embarrassing. You can't come back from that. The one girl who failed. The nine. The one hundredth. Yeah. Okay, nine, that's weird. Ninety-nine people. Okay, so how many people were in your hometown? I don't know. You don't know? I don't. That's not a number I know on the top of my head. I looked it up as soon as I moved out of my hometown and I moved to a metropolitan area. I was like, this was different, and I had to Google yeah. it. it. Now I mean, I'm gonna Google more. it. Okay. It was more than 25,000. Um, it's probably more than that now. I'm sure it is. Yeah, it is. Because what's happening is that the school district is really good. And so Ithaca um, is the neighboring bigger town, but people are moving to the quote unquote suburbs, aka like bumfuck country. Mm-hmm. Um, like okay. More, more, one, more, less students to teacher ratio. Yes. As of 2017, there were 11,500 people. Okay, now I have to look mine up. <laughs> That's crazy. Okay, so you totally know what I'm talking about, and even more so. I can't even imagine that. Dude, yeah. Everyone who, ever, who ends up listening to this from my hometown is going to be like, shut up. <laughs> okay, uh, population. But see, I didn't grow up with people who were very diverse. We probably had one black kid one Jewish kid, one Asian kid. And then I moved to suburbia, New Jersey, where the first thing where you meet people, they ask you, where are you from? And I was like, upstate New York. Like, What's the, I've never been in New York. What's the reaction when you, when someone says those words? But but they meant like, where are your family from? Why do you look the way you do? You know, oh. and I, but I never grew up being asked that before. You know? Are you Hispanic? I am a European mutt. So my mom's family is Sicilian, and then my dad's family is a whole combination of things. I dig it. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I also didn't grow up with a lot of diversity. Oh, I, there was a lot of Hispanic people, like yes. almost 50%, I guess, because I was like outside of Houston, mm. um, small town, so like near the border. And then um, I looked it up, by the way, 35,000 now. Okay. Um, we ended up getting a lot of black kids after Katrina because they had to evacuate um and my dad always told me don't ever bring home a black guy <gasps> yes oh my yes racist wow yeah so i i feel so fucking lucky to have 
popped right out of that yeah. community and to have grown and realized what life's really about yeah. and like connecting with people. Um, so yeah, there wasn't a lot of diversity and, um, but I just, I mean, it's a journey. It's all a journey. And you were saying like, like eventually I'll feel this way on when I do yoga on the beach, eventually I'll be like picture perfect. But I think that you're, that you're missing the point. Yeah. I think you, I think now, now is now and yep. now it's gone. You only have now and now it's gone. It's just fucking now, dude. Mm -hmm. So just like show up for what you've got right now, because that's not practicing yoga foreshadowing, like just be in your body, who you are in this minute. Like, cause Oh my God, you're a new mom. Like this is such a unique time in your life mm -hmm. and it can be whatever you want it to be. It doesn't have to be like, I'm waiting for this to happen because yeah. whenever I had my daughter, we lived in, Oh my God, just the worst possible situation. I moved out of my awesome community when I was six months pregnant to a cabin in the middle of nowhere. You oh had to God. go through three gates to access it. It was muddy. There was like 150 people in the town. It was, it was awful. Um, my husband worked an hour away for three days at a time. There was no um, cable, barely any cell service in one little corner. The internet was like crazy. It was, it was bad. There was like wow. bears in my front yard. It, was, <laughs> it sucked. I was like, how the hell did I get here? There were so many bugs. We got bats in the house. Can you imagine? Like with oh a newborn? Gosh. Fuck that. So it was, it was crazy. Um, and so I was so depressed. And um, I, I ended up finding out that I had a hypothyroid, which like made me crazy. And mm. I didn't, I didn't, I just thought it was postpartum depression. But either way, I, I hated life. And I so wish I could get that time back. I was like, one day I'm going to be in the suburbs with a community and friends and going to like having like pool parties in my friend's backyard and like be thin again and have my strong yoga practice back and just be like a really cool mom. And my kid's going to like say things to me and have cool style. And <laughs> it's going to be like this totally awesome life. But I had all the company I needed. I had my, my daughter like mm -hmm. my bestie. And we were now if I could go back, I could I could see my world that I was living in there in that little cabin in a different way. And I can enjoy it. And I could take a deep breath. Yeah. So perception is reality. So yeah. if you perceive yourself to not be there, you're not going to be there. Yeah. But if you perceive where you are now to be there, then it will be. Mm -hmm. You feel me? I can I completely agree with that. It's, you know, it's been a lot of years of letting go of that. If when I'll be blank, then I'll be blank, you know? You're when I will, when I'll do handstands on the beach, then I will be happy. Then I will have made it, you know, but you're right. When we look too far in the future, then we're missing out on that present moment and it's gone. And it's such a cliche. Cause how many times have I seen a quote on Instagram that says that she's been like, mm, yeah, kind of. And then scrolled right past it. Yep. But dude, you're scrolling past your life. Mm -hmm. Instagram, you know. Instagram is bittersweet. It really like, is. It really, really is. I Yeah. It's so hard, especially when you're trying to create a community because social media helps connect all of us. But then it's also kind of the driving force of why we're, we've all kind of started this mindfulness journey because we're realizing that we can't compare ourselves to others and that we don't want to have this fake reality. So it really is this weird dichotomy of trying to be raw and real, but then it's also this tool where people create this false reality. Yeah. I, there's, there's both kinds of the, those people showing up on Instagram and I don't fault the people who are creating something that's not their real life or their real human person. Yeah. Um, maybe it's like their alter ego. Yeah, um, I don't fault them because everyone goes on the, this journey of self-realization at a different pace and people have mm -hmm. different people in their lives that can perpetuate or hold you back. Yeah. And, um, you know, so it, it's not fair to, uh, to hold, to judge people because you just don't know. And I think it, um, I think it goes back to like, okay, so say you got a girlfriend who's like slower for sure, like just like sex all the time. Like having sex with all these guys all the time, all the time, all the time. Is that what slore means? I've never heard yeah. that term before. Slore. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I never, I never really thought about it, but I'm pretty sure it's like, I don't know. This it is makes like sense. phrase. 
like it should have been in Mean Girls. Yeah, slore for sure. I actually made that up, that part up. That's kind of cute, right? But my point is, um, I think it's like, why is she doing that? Like, is she empowered, you know, mm-hmm. and sexually liberated and taking mm-hmm. control of her life and going for what she wants? Mm-hmm. Or is she trying to fill a void, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so you you well obviously obviously you'd prefer to be the person who's sexually empowered but um i think it's okay if you're the girl who is just a straight up hoe Michelle, mm-hmm. and yeah. you're lost yeah i think that we have to stop we have to stop um creating stories and realities for women that we don't even know yes and instead just just be support just mm-hmm. always be support because there are enough things in this world that are trying to bring us down. So if some girl looks awesome on the beach doing yoga, you go, girl. You look yes. awesome on the beach doing yoga. I, yep. I admire you. Mm-hmm. I also admire myself. I just made a human. Mm-hmm. I'm, I have a podcast. I'm creating community. I have self-realization. I'm on my journey. I'm involved. I'm showing up for my own life. Mm-hmm. You, the girl on the beach maybe she's there. Maybe she's not either way. It's okay, but it doesn't make your life any less valid. Yes. Yes. I could have said that better myself. Okay, good. I'm interested. You know what I just learned that I was thinking while you said that, that's really interesting is that the term virgin used to be a sexually independent woman. No way. Mm -hmm. Where'd you learn that? In uh, Rebecca Campbell's book *Rise, Sister, Rise*, which I highly recommend. Okay, while we're on this, while we're on the topic of, uh, I'm going to read that *Rise, Sister, Rise*. You read *Girl, Stop Apologizing* by Rachel Hollis. Yes, it's actually on my reading list. Read it. Bring it to the top. It's changed my life. I have to write it down because girl, she also has a podcast called *Rise* podcast, and it just won like the number one, like the number one award in the business category. She's a shit. Really. Mm-hmm. I follow her on Instagram. You do? Mm-hmm. She's so cool. She's like, she's like my hero. But she's just a regular girl. Mm-hmm. If anyone, no one, no one knows who Rachel Hollis is, go follow her. It's Miss Rachel Hollis, like MS Rachel Hollis, on Instagram. Um, yeah, she's like, I listen to her podcasts. I watch her stories. She's, she is a mom of four. She's like, she's taught me that to not to be ashamed of who I am. Mm-hmm. I thought that I had the, I had control of the reins now you know I am an established mom I've moved a lot I've learned a lot about myself I um you know I've done a lot of yoga training and a, a lot of reflection as a yoga student and I I started my podcast vegan yoga mom finally and um I was like I got this like I know who I am I'm not ashamed of who I am but whenever I found her which was recently it was like Mother's Day actually I found her book on like it was like Mother's Day ideas um it it made me realize that I was not unapologetically blow the doors open walking through and shining into my destiny and my light I like I thought I was but there was Mm -hmm. like a little sheer curtain in front of me Mm -hmm. and now I'm like hey I'm here. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. I'm 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 kind of weird. I bet you're kind of weird. Let's be weird. Like let's talk about fun <laughs> things and let's be make ourselves a little uncomfortable and grow together. Yeah. And you know, haters gonna hate. Mm-hmm. But you know what Rachel said? She said that anyone who judges you, like for like your endeavors, um, uh, like le- like let's use podcasts as an example. Anyone who judges you for that and like thinks that you're not good enough. It's never going to be anyone who's more successful than you because people who are more successful than you know how hard it is to put your, mm-hmm. put yourself out there and build something from nothing. And the people who are just like, that's weird. You're weird. You're too much. You're extra. I mean, she said, she said, okay, this is going to change your life. I think she said, I'm not going to give, um, ex- an expensive ticket to my life, an expensive opinion of my life to the people in the nosebleeds. Mm. Yes. yes I'm not going to give an expensive opinion about my life to the people in the nosebleed seats and that's how I've been moving forward yes I'm getting there I'm like slowly just peeking a little curtain open just to see letting you know the light in I, I will jump have even through gotten that I wouldn't have even gotten that because you've been I've really enjoyed communicating with you via email because you're um professional and like quick and on top of it but like also chill and like relaxed and it's like 
you just feel like a real human that's doing something that you care about, just like me. Why, thank you. Like, how awesome. And you're a new mom, so it's normal for you to be a little shaky because that shit's weird. (laughs) (laughs) Being a new mom is just weird. And um, you'll you'll be fine. Yeah. Girl, you're, like, doing way better with everything in your life than you think you are. So, yeah. You, no one else is going to or should hold you to a higher standard or love you more or think that you're more powerful and badass than you. So don't be afraid. You know, set the bar. Like, hey, guys, I'm up here. You love me. You, this is where we're starting. You can, you can try and love me more, but I'm just going to keep loving myself more and more and more. And then you got to catch up, you know? Mm-hmm. set the standard for your own life and you're doing it you might not realize it because you're like sleep deprived and like you're like busted and like just all of the bra- the flutteries that go on in your brain when you're a new mom and that's just it's like yeah you're right it's like you're like bambi like you're just like jittery and, yeah it's, and weird it's not only that but you know when you really just like you said just step into your light and you're just like hey this is me showing up it's terrifying, but also invigorating. So kind of, you're right. It's wobbly because you're energized to move forward, but then it's the ego that's making you kind of wobble backwards. Like, why me? Why should I be doing this? But yeah, just kind of trying to use that momentum to continue to move forward all while being a new mom and being sleep deprived. And can't remember if I took my allergy pill or not like five times a day, you know, just my brain is- (laughs) It's normal. It's okay. And you're right. And, but I've got to tell you, you're like way like light years ahead of a lot of people because you brought up ego. Like, okay, what's the alternative to not being wobbly and to, to not questioning yourself? The alternative is to be boring. (laughs) Okay. And to just like, to just let your life go by and not really pursue anything. Mm -hmm. And if you're like a very like, low key kind of person and you are happy in your job and you love where you live and you're content and that's and you are fulfilled mm-hmm. and, it, and fulfillment looks different for everybody and um no one can say if someone's fulfilled or not depending on how su- quote successful they are like who's who's determining what's successful like what mm-hmm. Bob Marley was one, one time I you know there's like this famous interview where they were like are you rich and um he was like what do you mean and they were like, well, do you have a lot of money? And he was like, being, being rich means you have a lot of money. Then no, I'm not rich in that way. Yeah. Um, so I think if the alternative is to be boring, but to have an inflated ego where you're like, I'm staying in my lane, but I am better than this girl who's out there being raw. Shame on her. Mm-hmm. Shame on that girl for feeling that way. Yeah. The, the ego's in the wrong place. The ego's taking the lead and the passions and the vulnerability is taking a backseat. I don't see anything wrong with the passions and the vulnerability riding shotgun and the ego taking a backseat to every once in a while, check in with your humility. Yes. So you're, you're exactly where you're supposed to be. And, um, ego's a tough one. It -hmm. really is. But I think, I think once you get it, you get it. You know, like once, you know, I am not like, it's okay. It's okay. Like it's, there's a difference between feeling yourself and like being insecure and just, mm-hmm. and, and instead putting on a show, you mm-hmm. know, and judging others. Yeah. So that there's this girl who teaches, she's like, I really want to bring her on my podcast. Um, she's like 22, I think. And she teaches these femme hip hop classes in town in Boulder. And they're like sexy kick-ass hip-hop classes and you have to be 15 to take the classes and there's I went to the class 27 I'm like a mom and I thought like okay this is gonna be fine like it's, it's a, these are adult classes I was the second to oldest person there and I was like it was 16 year olds dude wow. it was like high school kids and they're like whipping their hair and like twerking I was, and, but they were they were awesome they were great and I was like holy shit like where was this class when I was young I yeah. what this girl's doing this teacher is she's empowering these young girls mm-hmm. and she said on Instagram one time she said I think everyone's secretly in love with themselves which makes sense teaching a class the way that she teaches because it takes a lot of um courage and just like 
inhibitions out the mm-hmm. window which is like the, the way it should be you know like life is so much better that way and she was right you know I was like I am feeling myself I am stepping into my power I'm made for more this is Rachel Hollis I'm just like I, I freaking love her um so yeah I don't even care anymore dude and sometimes I'm questioning myself because I'm like okay girl you extra like okay um maybe you should take it back a notch and then I'm like hell no because this is like the only thing I have to work with this is who I am this is how it's always been being mm-hmm. true to myself and having my blah 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 bizarro personality has like totally been the backbone of any success I've ever had and it may not have been success in a monetary perspective or success in any any measurable way other than people have felt connected to me mm-hmm. and gosh like what a gift yes I love that you said that yeah yeah because I think we all just forget we feel you know we don't recognize our talents as much as we should and we have a hard time seeing them within ourselves and the fact that you can recognize that within you and notice that it has brought you so much joy and so many good things in your life is just amazing and a lot of people can't do that it's been a slippery slope you know I did not get here overnight. I'm not here by any yeah. means. I'm just like showing up today. Mm-hmm. You know, That's all it's, you can do. It's 9:53 in Boulder, and I'm interviewing on Enlightenhood podcast and connecting and putting a message out there. I mean, what is what is my alternative? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, eat, <laughs> eat, and like just like. Z- be addicted to Zillow for the 12th day in a row. Um, that's what I would be doing. So I have no shame. I I think if you, I think if you know who you are and you're not pretending and you are authentic, which authenticity is transformative, you know, what mm-hmm. might be authentic for you today isn't authentic for you tomorrow. And mm-hmm. it should be that way because authenticity comes from the root and the root of who you are should constantly be evolving. Um, if you want it to, I mean, there, I mean, it's okay to just to be in a lane if that's what you want. Some people are just not hustlers and that's okay. That's just like, it's like a personality thing, you know, type a, whatever. Some people Mm -hmm. are just like relaxed and laid back and that's okay. And sometimes I wish I was that way because like, oh my God, it's kind of exhausting sometimes. Just like always like thinking like what's like what's next, evaluating what I'm doing. Like I know being extra is is tiring. But um but I'm like a closeted extra person. What you never then you're not closeted. Don't be closeted. (laughs) But like you said, I'm so chill that you'd never really be able to tell from the outside, but on the inside, my brain is just going a million miles a minute at all times. And if I were to say everything that was going on inside my brain right now, first of all, there's not very many people who would listen to it because, well, I really just talk to my daughter and my dog all day because we're just home alone. But. I get it. You're, but you know what? You're not, you're not, you're home alone, but you're not alone. Right. Because right. how many millions of women are just talking to their newborn and their dog all day? Yeah. So I think that would be a really interesting experiment to see what's going on in your head all day. Um, I think before, okay. So like for me, I didn't get into politics until I think until I went vegan, I didn't get into politics because I saw the injustices being done in the animal agriculture industry mm-hmm. and closeted. And it opened my eyes to all these injustices going on that yes. I just kind of was glazed over, like racism, mm-hmm. for example, or irresponsible environmental practices and not holding politicians accountable. These are things that I didn't care about before. One, because it seemed exhausting. Yes. And it seemed like over my head, out of reach, I wasn't smart enough to have mm-hmm. an opinion. Um, but... I don't know. I guess I've just kind of grown up a little bit and yeah. it's changed. And now I really am interested in this. And it's like the time is now. It's a great time to get involved with politics. It's a great time mm-hmm. for women. Um, and so I, I before, like me two years ago, when I first had a baby, dude, no, no. I would have had no confidence to talk about the things that I talk about now on my, on my podcast or just on social media. Um, but I mean, I've, I guess I kind of just realized like, it was like right before I launched my podcast, I was working on it for almost a year because I was living in Seattle and in a tiny apartment, 500 square feet. And my husband was, had just gotten out of the military and he was off at school all day 
and I was bitter towards him because I'm the one that went to college. I'm the one that, you know, didn't go straight into the military. And then yet, I, as soon as I graduated, I had all these contacts in Austin. I was like young and ambitious and ready to just be like, hello, Austin, like, let's do this shit. Um, I moved and I was like a military wife and I just kept getting bounced around. And I was like, I was just being dragged. I was like living his life. And then whenever we, so first we moved to North Carolina and then we were there for three years and then we left and I was six months pregnant. And since, since leaving North Carolina, we went to Oregon and we moved twice in Oregon and then we went to Seattle and now we're in Colorado, but we're done. We're done moving. So it was like, I, I found yoga. So I was lucky in Wilmington and in, in North Carolina, I found yoga, but I didn't find career. I didn't find fulfillment professionally. Um, but now dude, five years later, I did, I mm-hmm. did find career and I did find fulfillment. It was just, it was just a little bud. And mm-hmm. now it's like blossomed and it's like growing into a bouquet. It yes. was started with yoga. Um, and over the time of, of the, the, this past year of trying to get my podcast live, I've done a lot of soul searching and I've like recorded so many episodes that I haven't put out there. And now I, you just gotta do it. I don't even care. Like, I don't even care anymore. I feel confident in what I have to say. And I might not be like the best of the best. And why would it be? You know, mm-hmm. I'm still at the yeah. beginning of life. Yeah. Um, but I feel like it's like word vomit. Like mm-hmm. I feel like my thoughts are way more organized than they ever have been in my ever because I'm a, I'm a grown ass woman. I'm a mom thriving, you know, I, she's two I only have the one so like I got it I got this we figured it out um and so I feel like collected and Mm -hmm. energized and passionate and now and it's like I'm finally it's finally steering into the form of this podcast so I'm like fuck it I feel like I have something to say I feel like it's organized I feel like it's relevant I feel like it can help people I feel like it needs to be said I feel like I have the personality to deliver it Mm -hmm. and so okay do here it. we are. Here we are. What's the alternative to, to let my kid become 20 years old and have, and then have nothing have just like given everything to her and, and felt like I just never pursued the things that I always felt that I should. That's mm-hmm. not an option for me. So it's, it's okay. I'm not, I'm dude, I'm not perfect. I'm just taking it one day at a time. That's all you can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, I hate my brand. I I hate what I'm saying. I hate I hate my reputation. I I I just I just want to be quiet and like hide. What but is that though? It's fleet but that thought is so fleeting. Mm-hmm. You know, and it used to be that me sharing who I really am, me being vulnerable unapologetically, that was fleeting. Yes. So that's that's that was me about well it was, wasn't me when I was a kid. And then, you know, you go through your teenage years and you get bullied and then you go through the baggage of your twenties and then you kind baggage, of, for yeah, sure. so much baggage. You put up all these walls and I too, I'm just starting to just be unapologetic. And it's, I like how you said that now the moments where your ego kind of checks and says, oh, hey, maybe, you know, those moments are fleeting. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just such a great place to be. I mean, I would rather have, I would rather be just, what a gift it is to be authentic, to be authentically yourself. Mm -hmm. People spend a lifetime trying to get there, to Mm -hmm. trying to even just pop into the realm of getting there. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was yoga and having support of really empowered women around me at a young age. And uh, having the support of a wonderful partner, my husband, mm-hmm. from the time I was like a baby, 16. Um, it, it's, it's like, I, I don't know. I, I went through a really, really hard time whenever I had my daughter. And for the first year of her life, it was really hard. It was probably, it was the hardest year of my life. I lost one of my best friends. She didn't die, but like we broke up. And, um, and you know, it was just, it was hard. Um, and so... And you know what I've realized, dude, is that any of the really, really hard times I've had in my life, like the really hard times, have always, without fail, popped out 
to be awesome after, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like anytime I, this is what I realized when I was going through this really hard time a year ago, I was like, okay, can't get any worse. And this is really hard and I'm really upset and I'm really depressed all the time. And I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm a prisoner. Like I'm caged as a stay at home mom and you're Mm -hmm. off doing your thing. Like my husband is like the quietest, most like in the background kind of dude, strong, silent type you'll ever meet. And I'm clearly the opposite. Mm -hmm. And um, so I was like, okay, why am I the one that's staring at four walls? Like I want to go out there and I want to, be involved in the world. Mm-hmm. And so I really resented him. And um, I just felt like I was just suffocating as a stay at home mom at, in Seattle in this tiny apartment, day in and day out. Seattle was exhausting. It took 45 minutes to find a place to park to take her to the doctor. And then I have to pay Ugh. to park. It was like, it was just, it was hard. It was really hard personally. Um, but dude, now I'm in Colorado and Colorado is the shit. I love it here finally launched my podcast. We're house hunting. I'm really excited about upcoming episodes and like connecting with women like you and uh, listen the listeners in general. And a year ago, like, what is it? Is July? I could have never imagined that I would be here. Yeah. And it's like, not like here is like all that great. It's like a humble podcast. It's a humble life. It's whatever, but it's me being authentically true to myself and showing up for myself and pushing the boundaries every single day. What more could a girl ask for? Yeah. Like we're the lucky ones. Mm-hmm. And it makes me so happy you said that. Yeah. And all I want to do is just shine light on other women and lift them up and cut back those boundaries and be mm-hmm. like, yo, girl, glass ceiling complex. We're done with that. This yes. is 2019. Show up for your life. Show up for other women. Stop judging women. Stop um, fat shaming women. Stop slut shaming women. Stop shaming women for having a, a voice. Like, why? For mm-hmm. like for what? What is the actual purpose of that? Is it just because you're insecure? If so, it's okay. You mm-hmm. know, I don't, I'm not offended that you're judging me. I'm here for you. Like, let's we're in this together. We've all been there. We're, it's, all, it's all an evolution. This isn't the end. One time Rachel was like, girl, don't judge your, don't compare your beginning to my middle. I love how you talk about Rachel. Like she's Dude, your she's best like, friend. Like you're just that's, that's how she is. That's why her brand is so successful. And that's what I'm saying. Like she is like the freaking queen. So she is, I mean, I didn't realize this, this episode was going to like to- turn into Rachel Hollis, but I think that she's someone that everyone should look into because she's really changed my life. And like, I'm, I'm like, I'm already out there. I'm not really like searching for icons. She just kind of fell into my lap and it's yeah. been like, whoa. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I know, I, I know that I know she could help a lot of people. Yeah. And, um, and that's what she said. She's right though. Right. Don't compare yeah. the beginning to my middle. Yeah. No, it's totally right. And I love what you said about just uplifting other women. And I can attest to this and I'm sure you can in the part of journey you're on that when you start empowering other women, just the empowerment you feel yourself is just so energetic. Yeah. Yeah. It, because Enlightened almost originally started as my own blog just because I needed an outlet to share my different spiritual views. And I was just felt so alone in my mindfulness journey. And I didn't feel like there were, there was anyone in my day-to-day life that I could talk to who wanted to talk about mindset or yoga or the moon or anything. And (laughs) so I, (laughs) you're so so not alone. Yeah. and, And then when I realized that it was just so much bigger than myself and just flipped the script to, empower other women and hear their stories and in turn be able to share mine here and there. It just, the floodgates opened and everything exploded and just became so technicolor and it's been truly remarkable. Technicolor AF. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's, it, it's totally a service too, because I was like, all right, you know, I have a, I, I feel like I don't have any friends because I move all the time. But like the reality is, is I do have a lot of friends are just everywhere. Yes. But I it's not the same. same. It's not the same as like, mm-hmm. like hanging out yes. all the time. And so I've kind of had to like figure things out myself because, mm-hmm. you know, my friends are busy and they're in their own lives and I'm not like right down the street and we're not like showing up to yoga, you know, every week together. Yeah. So, uh, so it's been kind of lonely. Um, but you know, I just look at my kid and she's so cool. And I know everyone says that their kids are cool and, and I'm sure they are, but um, 
I don't know. I just, I don't know. She's special. I, I'm, I'm just so lucky to be her mom. And she inspires me so much, which sounds so dumb because like it's such a cliche my kid inspires me to be a better person but it's not she doesn't inspire me to be a better person she inspires me to be legit because she's legit she's so cool she's got such a cool personality she's so smart she's so funny she's so like uniquely weird and um and I'm like yeah she's so right like the kids have so many lessons for us and um she's just I just, I would be a phony if I, if I looked at my kick-ass kid walking around like with no shame and all her glory and I didn't at least do the same. So I feel to have that realization and to have, you know, really no inhibitions. Well, you know, as much as any human being, but Mm -hmm. no real inhibitions when it comes to public speaking and just like putting it out there. I feel like I have a responsibility to myself Mm-hmm. to like say the things that are on my heart um and and I have responsibility to other women not that I'm like great or like anything special but uh I mean I'm here and I'm not here I'm talking to you mm-hmm. you know and anyone can do that anyone can show up anyone can use their voice it doesn't have to just be through this it can be through art through literally anything like to the to the women listening what is on your heart What's on your, what is on your brain? What is it that's heavy that you're always thinking about that you feel, you feel connected to, but you maybe you don't know enough about it. You don't know enough people in the industry. You don't know where to begin. You don't think you could ever be good enough. Whatever it is, you owe it to yourself to see it through. Mm -hmm. And you're not going to be the bestest overnight. It's like with yoga, you have to ease into a stretch you don't go straight into the fullest expression of a pose or of a stretch you breathe into it you ease into it you feel it you grow you evolve and you expand and that's I feel like that's a pretty good metaphor for Mm -hmm. like living your truth yeah you know I think it's it it brought everything back full circle (laughs) (laughs) I know I didn't even plan that but it worked out (laughs) so I like to end my podcast and I'm not sure how you like to end yours with words of encouragement for anyone out there Let's who needs who's that who needs that extra, you know, pick me up today who might be listening, who really does need to step into their truth. So you really just said something beautiful, but say more. Well, my ending my ending words of wisdom are are relevant cuz I'm dude, I'm just like okay, my name's Janelle. Hi. I'm just a mom. I'm just out here doing yo- doing yoga and talking on into a microphone, hoping that I'm not talking to myself. You're and, not and like scrolling Instagram. So like, who cares what I have to say? Because I don't feel I don't feel inspired to say anything in particular. And on and, I'll, and what what I do feel inspired to do is in the, in the way I end my podcast, which is three with three deep breaths. Oh, I like that because I feel like that's transformative and it brings you to a different headspace, so that women can be chilled taking ingesting all this information you keep using the word consuming i love that consuming this, this information that's neither here nor there like lena we're just like here we're just like two, we're just like two moms talking to each other <laughs> um like an on a skype type platform so um so i think maybe after women have ingested all of this let's just bring them to a moment of peace to where they can kind of have their own words of wisdom to arrive to after you know i am kind of sick so like hopefully i don't I'm like when i'm trying to lead this breath but we're just, just gonna do 3d press okay close your eyes Whew. sit up tall relax your heart and your shoulders soften your eyes soften your brow Soften your jaw and your hands. Three deep breaths together. Inhale. Exhale. Inhale. Exhale. Inhale. Exhale. And I always end with namaste, sister. 
which yes. namaste means the light, the divine light in me honors and acknowledges the divine light in you, which is perfect. Thank you for listening to Enlightened Hood, a movement that empowers mindful motherhood and sees the beauty in every woman's why. If you would like to be part of our community, find us on Instagram at Enlightened Hood and subscribe to this podcast where we put out new episodes every Monday and Wednesday. Thank you.